leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into Once Upon a Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kimmel, and on the phone with me, my good buddy, Davey. What's up, Davey? What's up, what's up? Calling in long distance here, but glad to be here. Oh, man, yeah. I heard a Dirtbag Dave is out on a date or something. I don't know where he's at. Don't know. A date? Ooh. I don't know where he's like at, it. man. This guy's always everywhere. Not at the show. Literally good. not at the show. It's, it's all good. I'm here to fill in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he actually did a good job last week. Anyway, um, so did you get stuck in the Thursday night trap of playing Jordan Reed like everyone else, or uh, who's the other guy? Hasty, those guys. Oh God, I got stuck in the worst trap. Not only did I play Jordan Reed uh, with point eight points, I think he ended with. Not I even. also, yeah, I was I was super desperate for a flex. I am one of the people that spent money on Matt Breida, who is now going to be out for this week it looks like and i was scared and uh last minute i flipped and put trent taylor in as my flex so i'm not even sure if i should be on this podcast right now because that was a terrible decision not only did uh, you put him in you put him in your literally your flex so now you have no yeah. you're limited that's like yep, fantasy 101 I I, yeah i did it like last second i was like oh someone's gonna go off for the niners and Literally, the only wide receiver that was playing that had a single catch the whole year for them was Trent Taylor. So I was like, if anyone's going to go off today, it's going to be Trent Taylor playing in the slot. He's going to get like 10 catches, like a Jameson Crowder type of day. And it didn't happen. Richie James was the one to own, and I screwed up. Oh, yeah. That was, I stayed away from the whole situation. The only one I believed in was Hasty, Jermichael Hasty. And he did mm-hmm. nothing. He nothing. played 15 snaps compared to McKinnon's 41 snaps. That's that was unexpected. So, that, so what we have to expect next week now is that uh, McKinnon's going to go back to his zombie legs, and Hasty's going to get all the carries. No, Mostert will be back next week. I was reading. I was reading up on that. Mostert should be back next week. He yeah, should be. Hasty seemed like a good a good play, but the game script was just so bad, and it seemed like they really prefer McKinnon in the passing role. No, yeah, I agree. But when you're down by that much, and it's pretty much a blowout, and they're still putting him out there, it made no sense. It made zero sense. Yeah. Didn't McKinnon score a garbage yeah. time touchdown to save his day? Yep, one yard touchdown. Yeah. Today. Good for you guys who started McKinnon, man. I couldn't do it. I wasn't brave enough. But nope, we have McKinnon in the league and couldn't do it. <laughs> no, we couldn't. Um, we did. I did say my monkey knife fight play of the day was uh, Aaron Rodgers more than twenty point five. He crushed that easily and hasty eleven point five. Not even close to more. Not even close. I think he got like two points. I know that because I started AC almost everywhere I had him. What a disaster. All right, let's move on. To we, week. Uh, What's up? We started we started Tanyan in a league. And, oh, uh, man, that, God, 
I'm ter- I'm just so tired of this guy. I'm tired of the tight end roulette, to be honest. It's well, you know it's funny, I was talking to Dirtbag Dave and we agreed. It's Kelsey and everyone else. It's not even it's not even like Andrews and Hunter Henry, it's just Kelsey and right. everyone those, else. Those guys are very disappointing too. Kittle Kittle gets injured all the time, Earth is done. It's just Kelsey is in the league of his own for sure. And I, I got offers for Andrews. Someone actually sent me DeAndre Swift. I have Swift and he sent me Andrews. I think two, three weeks ago I would have done this. Not anymore, man. Not so fast. Lamar can't throw the ball. More than 200 yards a game, true. anyway. So, why do I want a guy who's true. not going to produce? He's just not. So, I'm keeping Swift. And it, it, I'm, I'm starting right. Jimmy Graham. I'm like, I'm, I'm fine with that. Jimmy Graham is Jimmy Graham is Mark Andrews at this point. Yeah. What a gross, gross, gross. All right. Before we get into the week starts and sits, we're going to get right into the injury news. And we have a bunch of them. We were just going through them before the, uh, the podcast started. You're like, dude, that's too much. Yeah, it's 2020, man. That's what's happening. So we started out in Seattle. Chris Carson has been ruled out for Week Nine against Buffalo. Yeah, man, I, I don't know what I usually don't know what to think when Pete Carroll says things. Uh, I really don't believe anything he says. But I got Chris Carson in a couple of leagues. I was prepared for the time that he was going to be injured this year. It's like owning James Conner. It's like owning you know one of those. You got to be prepared for when these guys are going to be injured. But the sad thing is, I have Carlos Hyde in all those leagues as well, and that's not working out. Uh, I have to think it's going to be a combination of DJ Dallas and Travis Homer. Are you? Would you play either one of those guys this week? I would play DJ Dallas, considering Carlos Hyde's also ruled out. Of course, I would play DJ Dallas, but it had to be on like the chance that you have Miles Sanders and Kareem Hunt, and they're both on by. You know, it had to be something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it had to yeah, be something drastic, and that happens. You know, there's people that own like Hunt out. He's an RB one. Uh, Miles Sanders out. I'm sure there's other guys that are. If you had Kenyon Drake, and now you didn't get Chase Edmonds. Something like that, yep. where people are rolled out. You have to. DJ Dallas didn't do so bad last week. He was he was decent. No, he he did he did decent last week. But I know Homer was kind of activated last week as like an emergency back. He was not one hundred percent at all. Um, I don't know how he is going this week. I think he's good. And before all the injuries happened, Homer was running as kind of the third running back behind Hyde and Carson. So. I think it'll be more of the 50-50 split this week with Homer and Dallas. If Homer is as healthy as I think he is. I think, yeah, I, I do. I think about it like this. Like last night we saw Aaron Jones split time with Irvin, and I had a mm-hmm. start Irvin, and he got me 11 point something points. And you have, to, you have to live with that in this, you know, week nine when all these people are out and there's so many injuries. You have to. What right. if, what if sure. you were rolling with Mike Davis and now he's gone? Like you can't use him anymore. Like you need yeah. a point somewhere. Tell me about it. Yeah, I know. Yep. You're, you're hurting, man. Um, yep. Calvin Ridley listed as questionable for Sunday. I don't think he's actually going to play. That's just my opinion. Um, they're they're not looking good with this foot. I think with a foot injury, it takes a while to get healthy. And uh, what do you think? I'm 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 passing. I'm I'm fading Ridley this week. Even if he does play, Atlanta's notorious for doing this decoy role thing. I'm done with that, dude. If he has a hurt foot, I'm not playing him. Even if he does play, I don't think I can play him. He's I think he'll be a decoy if he does play. But I, I I'm with you. I don't think he's gonna play. So he's gonna be the decoy for the ultimate decoy. Yeah, it's weird. That's some, right? that's some weird stuff right there. I don't know, man. Against the Denver Broncos, Julio Jones is going to eat this defense up. I wish Calvin really was out there. Just at least decoy. If if really does play and you had him, you probably have to start him, right? I don't know. It depends on, your obviously, your roster construction. And if you need yeah. to win, I mean, 
if he's out there, let me put it this way. If he's out there, I'm playing him. 100%. Just like Aaron Jones yep. last night. You had to play him last night because he was active. And he looked amazing. He well, he didn't get. He he started the game with fourteen million carries, and then they slowed it down. You saw that? that yeah, was, that was so they dumb. Were, I was they, so mad. They were way too far ahead. Yeah, it was stupid. All right, another running back out. Kenyon Drake ankle has been ruled out for week nine. This was a weird one. Um, they said he was ruled out for four weeks or so, and then they said, "Oh no, he's there's a chance he can play." That kind of freaks me out because I've been championing Chase Edmonds for a very long time on this podcast. Um, in my opinion, against the Miami Dolphins, Chase Edmonds is going to be an RB1 this week. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. He's going to kill it. I'd start him first. The Drake thing is really weird. I don't know what they were doing. with It, it sounded weird. I don't know if they were – I think maybe they were trying to trade him or something and that didn't work out. So now they're like, oh, well, maybe he can play. Like, I don't know. I don't think they were trying to trade him. They just traded for him and paid him, didn't they? Yeah, but I don't – it seems like they want to make a move to Edmonds here, which is which is smart. But I don't know. I'm I'm not a I'm not a Drake fan. Obviously, it's 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 not looking good for him. Ed, Edmonds seems like the better back, and I would for sure play him this week uh, and be very comfortable with him. At, think, like you said, as a running back one. Yeah, I think this was going to be a Drake revenge game against Miami. What do you think about this Miami matchup? Like it, it seems juicy because of the Miami defense um, um, reputation, but they're actually pretty good this year. They're actually number one in points against this year. Only allowing eighteen point six points per game. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. And last week, to uh, to his first start, it seemed like the team on all facets, special teams, defense, stepped up. Seems like the whole team got like this big boost, and uh, they're rolling right now. I'm a little, um, it's a little dicey, but I'm still hundred percent in on that. Almost upset of the week right here, Miami Dolphins against Arizona. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Eh, it could happen. Kyler's had bad games. This could happen. But Yeah, I just don't know what to see out of Tua yet. I want to see him when he actually has to throw the ball to try and win a game instead of just playing from way well, ahead the whole time. That's the thing is they didn't need him to do anything. Why put it into yeah. a rookie's hand to, to mess up the game? So. Oh, I totally agree. It's just, we'll, I guess we'll see this week. This will be a, a big test for him, so we'll see. On the other side of the football, the Miami Dolphins lost Miles Gaskin to, with an MCL sprain out three to four weeks. So everyone ran out and got Matt Breida. Well, Matt Breida's now going to be, what, out for the week? He's out with a hamstring. Yeah, with that hammy. Gosh, so now what, Jordan Howard? Yeah, I'm steering clear. Patrick Laird and Jordan Howard. Howard will probably get the first shot. If he looks terrible, they'll probably start using Laird. I'm just staying away. I'm I'm, I'm, Don't put me anywhere near that backfield. Yeah, I want nothing. It just sucks. People actually paid money for Breida, too. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Yeah, I did, yes. I, I paid for Brita. I thought maybe I was going to get a running back that's going to get at least three starts in while Gaskin was on the IR. Uh, Brita, we, we know Brita's pretty good, but we also know Brita is injury-prone, and that's what we saw here. So maybe he can make it back next week. Maybe he can impress enough in two weeks to land himself into the starting role, maybe steal that from Gaskin. I'm not sure. Two weeks is a little short. Three weeks would have been nice, but you know, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Uh, positive news, but also not positive news. Mark Ingram, listed as doubtful, might not play for Baltimore this week. That means J.K. Dobbins gets another shot. This is actually pretty exciting to me. What do you think? Yeah, I'm big on J.K. this week. Uh, he's He's been looking good. I know Gus Edwards is there, and Gus, uh, it seems like they're splitting 
close to 50-50. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But um, J.K. just looks better to me. They've had Gus Edwards. They know who Gus Edwards is. And I think J.K. is just more explosive. Yeah, I, uh, if you listened to last week's our last last episode, we broke down all the rookies. We went back and did all the rookies, redrafted, and J.K. Dobbins is actually my second best running back out of this draft. We didn't get to see him as much as we wanted to, and when we did, he's explosive. He leads the league in yards per touch, yards per carry, but it's limited touches and limited carries. That's the only problem. But he's very explosive. With Lamar struggling right now, I think they're going to continue leaning on the run a bit as much as they can, as long as they're in the game and the game script is going to allow it. And we all know Baltimore can run. They've been number one in Russia for what last year. It's normal for them. So I think they're going to lean on the run. Let's see what J.K. can do, and I think this might be a really good thing. Yep, we hope so. So Michael Thomas, man, ankle, hamstring, expected to be active against the Buccaneers, but do you still do you feel confident starting this guy? I mean, he's. The- I have to. I have to start. You got to start him if you have him if he plays. But I would. I, I would not feel confident. Number one, because he's not. He, he might. He seems like he's not going to be a hundred percent. And number two, he's already. They play the Bucks, right? Yeah, Carlton Davis is going to shut yeah. him down. Carlton Davis shut him down in week one. Carlton Davis can shut him down again. Um, I'm, I'd be scared to play him, but if he's out there, that's always the potential of a 40-point game. I, I would, I probably am going to play him. And I didn't put this in the notes, but uh, Drew Brees is, you know, a little hurt. Maybe they might, you know, I don't know what that means in, like, the long term and, like, the gameplay, but he's a little hurt. They might just lean on Kamara against the Buccaneers since they can't throw. I don't know, man. I think the Buccaneers blow this team out. I, th- I really do. And the only yeah. one you can start is probably Kamara on that team, in my opinion. Yeah. Kenny Galladay, hip, will not play on Sunday. I feel like Kenny Galladay has not played a game this year. He's out week nine again with a hip against the Vikings. Like, Yeah, so we, saw, we saw him a couple of weeks, and he looked great. But, yeah, poor Kenny just can't, can't stay healthy, man. I think he had that one long catch. Uh, was it against the Falcons? That one deep. Deep catch that got him into the scoring range, and I think yeah, that's all we've seen him do. Yeah, so I think that's all we've seen him do this year. What a waste of a pick! I just feel bad for the guy. And plus, Matthew Stafford's on the COVID list. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to yeah, play. Yeah, that's yeah, that's terrible for the entire team. He's got a Stafford's got a test negative every single day this week to play, which probably will happen. Uh, he, he I guess didn't, we'll see. He didn't get it. He was just near someone that had it. That's what happened. Right. So we'll see. Uh, what close contact, yeah. So Tim Patrick hamstring expected to play against the Falcons week nine. This is huge because Tim Patrick's been very solid, and the Atlanta Falcons have been very trashy. So it's good to see Tim Patrick back. You playing him? I'm not playing Tim Patrick this week. Um, I don't know if you have. It depends on your options. Um, I, it's a great matchup. I haven't seen what he's looked like. I, I'm not sure if he's hundred percent. Um, I'm, I'm big on Judy this week for sure, but Patrick, um, eesh, I don't know. It's, it's iffy for me. He has definitely been solid. It seems like he's a lot. He's a high floor, about 10 points probably. And he usually gets about 14, but I don't know. It's, it's iffy this week for me. I, I think I have a better option. Yep. Here's a guy you will never play. Probably never again. T.Y. Hilton is doubtful Sunday versus the Ravens. It doesn't matter. You're not playing him anyway. doesn't. Doesn't matter. He's not. He was droppable three weeks ago, four yeah. weeks ago. Let's move on to a guy you might have played, Adam Humphreys, concussion protocol, rolled out for week nine. 
Ooh. Yeah, it didn't. That's my first time I'm hearing of this. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's good for Corey Davis. <laughs> Corey Davis. It's not good for A.J. Brown because he's not going to do anything anyway. They're playing the Bears. Yeah. So I don't expect much from A.J. Brown or Corey Davis this week. I mean, the Bears aren't, you know, they're not beat. They're beatable, but gosh, I don't know. It feels like A.J. Brown hasn't been A.J. Brown this year. Yeah, something weird going on with him. It seems like he's got like a nagging injury. He he doesn't practice till Friday of every week. It, it's something's off. So uh, I, I'm he's, he doesn't seem like he's 100. percent Corey Davis has been a a nice big surprise. Finally, what after three years of of this? Corey hey, Davis sometimes guys take thing? a while to break out. Sometimes it takes a while. Like uh, it feels like the Devontae Parker story all over again. It's just like, oh, this is the year. This is the year. This is the year. But Actually, so far, this has been the year. I think he's wide receiver 11 in the games, if you take all the games he's played, um, which is pretty crazy for him. So I'm yeah. I'm liking it. Yeah, I'm I'm liking it too. I just wish more targets went to A.J. Brown, but they're not. Here we go. Yeah. Devontae Freeman's officially been ruled out. So, I mean, come on. Can the Giants get any worse? I guess it's Gallman time again? Yeah, Gallman time again, who actually is surprisingly decent especially with the tough matchups he's had in the last two weeks. Um, but touchdowns are the only thing that saved his fantasy score. He, so if you play him, you have to know that if he doesn't score a touchdown, you're probably getting six or seven points. Yeah, that's sad. The touchdown-dependent players are pretty sad. I hate doing that. I really do. Yep. The last one on my Got list, that. Chris Godwin broke was a broken finger, fractured finger. He's going to yeah, play. Yeah, he had surgery. I don't understand how you can catch a football with a fractured finger. I really don't. Someone's left yeah. index finger? That's even worse. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and AB, this will be AB's first game, so yeah. it's going to be it's gonna be crazy to see how these targets shake down now that they have so many mouths to feed again. Everyone's back. Um, Evans, Godwin, AB, Zach Gronk actually catching passes now. Uh, both running back. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a mess. Are you fading AB? Are you like into AB? What are you? I never talked to you about this. Are you into him? Or are you out? I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm not sold. I'm not. I'm not big on him. I'm. I'm pretty down on him. I guess you would say. I. I. He definitely has the opportunity to do well, but I. I just think there's too many mouths to feed there. I'm. Uh, I'm out. So the three Buccaneers wide receivers rank them one through three. Godwin won, I'm assuming. Godwin won when, when fully healthy, for sure. Right. Um, Evans, I don't even know what to think about Evans because he's, I don't know, he's so, it seems like he's very banged up this year and they won't rest him to let him get better. He's so he's very hit or miss. Touchdown, kind of touchdown dependent this year so far. Um, Gronk is, Gronk's feeling a lot of targets, valuable targets right now, I feel like, and I, I'm just too many mouths to feed for me, man. Yeah, it's too much. But I really do think maybe they bring AB in and they give Evans that break. Like they just sit. I don't. I don't think they'll sit Evans, but make him run less tar, uh, less routes. Hopefully, I don't know because he needs to get healthy. He looks horrible out there. He looks slow. He's so slow. He's, he's and he's frustrated. And I don't know why. I, I just so they didn't just sit him. They're, the team's doing well. They may do without with his crappy performances so far, his limited performances, and I think they just need to sit up. I'm always on the train of sitting your star players when they're hurt, let them get better, always. And especially if the team 
looks playoff bound, which this team does. So, and especially with I all think, the targets, yeah, like all of the players, all of the superstars in your team, just let them sit, let them rest, because Mike Evans yep, is not looking right. Nope. All right, before we get into our starts and sits, we got another segment coming up to you. It's a uh, trade these guys for the playoffs. What do you want to call this segment? You came up with it. It's a uh, get them now. Yeah. Yeah, get them now, I guess, was a good one. But uh, I was thinking, you know, I, I, in a league where I am undefeated right now, I was like, man, I'm sitting I'm sitting at the top. I'm looking good. I'm pretty much 100% playoff bound at this point. It would take a lot for me to miss. So I was trying to get a better idea of the strength of schedule for the playoffs, which is kind of a big deal. Um Looking forward at, you know, weeks 14, 15, 16, trying to see which players I had that had good playoff schedules and maybe which players I could try and acquire before the trade deadline, which in standard leagues is 11-14 next week to try and make my team get better and and be prepared to, to roll the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Uh, running back, Derrick Henry, number one easiest playoff strength of schedule. Jacksonville, Detroit, and Green Bay in 14, 15, 16. I know he's a, he's a first rounder. He's Derrick Henry. He's not going to be someone that's going to be easy to go out and get. It's hard to trade for someone that good. Uh, but if you look, it's it's a possibility to trade Dalvin Cook, who has the number one hardest playoff strength of schedule. They have Tampa Bay, Chicago, and New Orleans for the playoffs. That's, that's ridiculously hard. Uh, other running backs with really bad matchups for the playoffs. Alvin Kamara and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So those are possibilities that maybe you could toss in one of those guys, package them up, ship them out, and go for Derrick Henry. Uh, what do you think? No, I definitely agree with anything in December playoff uh, football. You want Derrick Henry. He's, it's going to be cold. It doesn't matter who they're playing, really. He's still going to rush. That's yeah. what we see Derrick Henry do. That's when he rushes for 180 yards and a couple touchdowns. Uh, I yeah, do. We've seen it. <laughs> It happens every year. In the past, and we're going to see it again. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So I just, I just don't see a possibility of trading for Derrick Henry. You're going to have to give a lot, like a Dalvin Cook. But how could you trade yep. Dalvin Cook away with that four touchdown performance? I don't see. I know, but I think it's the perfect time to sell high. <laughs> <laughs> you're not really selling high. You're selling like laterally. It's a, they're both superstar players. Yeah, I would, I would package Dalvin Cook with someone who's been solid recently. Uh, someone like uh, Dalvin Cook and like a Sterling Shepard or something. You know what I mean? Someone yeah. that's been solid, something like that, and then go after Derrick Henry. Uh, it's, you definitely run the risk of Cook just killing it these next couple of weeks. But again, this is more for teams that know that they're already in a position that they're going to make the playoffs. They're sitting comfortably right now, and they want to try and boost up their roster for the playoffs before the trade deadline. Yes, and Derrick Henry is definitely a league winner for sure. He's the king. Any other running backs out there you want to go target? One more running back. Oh, it's hard because he's been so mediocre, I feel like. He's been okay, but David Montgomery has the third easiest playoff strength of schedule. He gets the Texans, the Vikings, and then Jacksonville uh, that final championship week. He'd probably be pretty easy to get, but how much space do I have in David Montgomery to pull through those weeks? I don't know. What do you think? That's gross, man. I don't even want to think about that. I know. That's gross. I know. It's gross. But it's David Montgomery. It's gross. So mediocre. Sometimes gross people win you championships. You know, people are riding uh, Kenyon Drake and Jameson Crowder last year to championships. It happened. 
Like, I mean, right. Montgomery's one of those guys. He's just going to get yeah. you 10. I heard a quote um, the other day. If you need 10 points, he's going to get you 10. If you need 30 points, he's going to get you 10. That's what he does. Yep. So looks like he's averaging about 13 to 14 points this year. Uh, the only matchup he scored over 20 was against the Giants. So, I mean, it's kind of predictable, I guess. But yeah, uh, he did get 18.9 points against Tampa Bay, which is pretty impressive. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I don't know what how that guy runs so good against the best, like, the best defense against running backs and then just can't do anything against like Atlanta. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. All right, uh, let's go to quarterback. Let's, let's shift over to quarterback. They've all been good this cool, year, man. but they've all been good this year. So I can't wait to hear these guys because it doesn't matter if you have Herbert or Burrow. Like all these guys are slinging it this year. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, Tom Brady, super easy cakewalk schedule. He gets it's the third easiest schedule for the playoffs. He gets Minnesota and then the best Atlanta and Detroit. Woof! Can I ask you are nice. how many are in the dome? How many are away? Oh. I don't. I would have to actually like go back and right, look this keep, up. Keep Hold talking. On. I'll look it. Oh, keep talking. I'll look it up. Okay. Other than Tom Brady, uh, Lamar Jackson, who has been a little disappointing lately, it, I'm sure you might be able to find a frustrated Lamar Jackson owner. Maybe someone that has a someone on the bench that like a Herbert or uh, someone that they might feel comfortable switching over to if they traded Lamar Jackson away. If they would, I would go get Lamar Jackson. He has the fourth easiest schedule, which plays Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the New York Giants in the playoffs. No, I like that, but here's the thing I don't like about that. Is you're talking about those teams give up the most passing yards, passing touchdowns. That's not what Lamar is doing this year. So I don't really believe in Lamar like that. I believe you want to trade away Lamar because of his schedule and get someone like a Herbert. Right? I mean, that's just my opinion. Because yeah, 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 we're talking about yeah, New York and all these. They're gonna give they're gonna give up yards, but Lamar can't pass two hundred and twenty yards. He's a constant mm-hmm. two hundred and two one ninety eight. This guy can't do that. You're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. He could they could they could write the ship here, but I don't know. So, so Tom Brady, I'm, I'm kind of buying low. I'm kind of buying low on Ravens right now. I I don't. I kind of like the Ravens. The value is so low that I feel like Lamar Jackson and especially uh, Hollywood, I, I like them. I would go out and I'd try to get those guys. Yeah, let me tell you about Tom Brady real quick. Let's go back to him. So he plays Week 14 Minnesota at, in Tampa, then Week 15 at Atlanta, so in a dome, and Week 16 at Detroit in a dome. Before that, Week 13, he's on a bye, so he's going to be well rested for your playoff run. That's insane. That's like the perfect setup. That sounds like. That would be our guy, then. Let's roll with that. But he's got a tough schedule this week 10, 11, 12. Carolina, uh, Rams, and KC. Yikes. Yep. Yikes. So, Chibi's with the toughest playoff schedule. Uh, in, but yeah, is uh, Josh Allen. Um, oof. Yeah, rough schedule. Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson. Those guys are all, I mean, I'm not sure how many teams are squeaking in the playoffs with Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson, but Dude, you know, Josh Allen was balling out there for a bit. Uh, Watson's been really good. I think he's top five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Watson's so, yeah, been really good this year. He might be one that you want to look to uh, to dish out before the playoffs. We actually had um, my boss actually text me last night. Who do I start, Watson or Aaron Rodgers? And this is right before the game last night. And me and Dirtbag Day both said Watson because of the rushing upside. 
That's what he does. He gets mm-hmm. you. He gets you about forty rushing yards a game, or you know thirty, and that's clutch. That's that's another touchdown. That adds adds another touchdown. So, I like Watson this year, man. He's really good. Like I'm looking at stats right now. Yeah. He's, he's actually very very good. But yeah, he's got a tough mind. He, he's got tough. Week uh week fourteen he gets Chicago. That's not week good. fifteen he gets Indy. That's not good. And then he bounces back in week sixteen with uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. But come on, at so, Chicago and, at, and you're right, man. If I were, if I was him, I'd I'd trade him if I could for a Herbert. I mean, yeah, I but, love Herbert, man. He's gonna get you there. That dude, that dude's unreal. Herbert actually has the easiest strength of schedule for the playoffs. He gets to Atlanta in week fourteen, the Raiders in week fifteen, and Denver in week sixteen. Oh, that looks good. That looks good, man. Trade. But no one's trading Herbert right now. He's on no one. Fire. No one's trading Herbert. He's wait till he has that. Well, actually, the trade deadline is coming up, so you can't you can't wait for him to have that rookie week. I think there's going to be a week when he just screws up and has a rookie week. Burrow's had that week. Uh, we, it's just a rookie thing. It's it's a little learning curve. One bad week, and unfortunately, time's running out, and you're not going to be able to wait for that week to trade for him. So, yeah, I don't think you're going to get be able to land Herbert. I would I would go after Brady. Yep. All right, let's go to the wide receivers. you got a couple on this list. Wide receivers. My man, who I just talked about earlier with Lamar Jackson's easy schedule, Marquise Brown, Hollywood, number four, easiest schedule. Um, Cleveland, Jacksonville, New York Giants. And this is a man who is frustrated. He is complaining. And in the past, we have seen squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I think... Like I said, I, I think we're going to see a bounce back from Hollywood here in these couple weeks and maybe an entire bounce back from the Baltimore offense. I know right now it doesn't seem like it. It's not looking good. Lamar is not looking good. He's, like you said, scary passing. But I don't know. I think they have a chance to make up make up for it by, by playoff time. Man, I loved Hollywood coming into the season. I just don't see He's not. I won't even start him on a team where I start four run, receivers. I won't. I just, I'm over this guy. Just not because of his talent. He's awesome. It's Lamar. Yeah. He's the problem. Yeah. It's He's just, terrible, especially. And Lamar's been awful. I think I saw he was one of the worst in uh, downfield throws, like throws over 20 yards this year. Yeah. And that's Marquise Brown's territory. But I, just like you said, you're so sick of him. You're tired of him. You own him. I'm, I'd be willing to go out and get just snag him and put him on the bench and wait and see for the people that are that tired of him. Yeah, that's true. Like you could probably get him cheap. You could probably get him really, really cheap right now. But I'm interested in these other two guys you're talking about because one I love. One I'm in love with this guy. Another set of wide receivers here: Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, the Bengals, the fifth easiest passing schedule in the playoffs. They get Dallas, Pittsburgh, but then Houston. What do you think? Oh, I love it. I love all that. It's just give me all that. And is it Boyd or Higgins that you're highest? Hig- Higgins, T Higgins. Higgins. I love Higgins, right. man. Higgins is awesome. I love. I've always loved Higgins since uh, the preseason. I love Tyler Boyd too. He's special. But are you worried that AJ Green is also going to feast on this easy, easy schedule? No, not really. I, I'm not. I'm not. I think it's just obvious to me. That just an eye test will show you that Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are the two best wide receivers. Do you think, well, A.J. Green's had these awesome weeks as of late. Do you think they were trying to butter him up, get him ready for the trade deadline and move him, but nobody wanted him? Because this is what it seemed like to me. Highly, highly possible. Highly possible. 
Yeah, that's what it seemed like to me, man, because he wasn't getting used all year. They give him a bunch of targets, a bunch of catches, and nobody wanted him. You know, that sounds like this the squeaky wheel got the grease. Yeah, but now, I mean, I mean, talent cream rises, and that's Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. They're younger, they're better, they're faster, and I just love them. I agree. And, I mean, the year's not over yet. A.J. Green has plenty of time to get injured, just like he does every year. So we'll see. Uh, you don't say that. All right, let's move on to the tight end. The one tight end on your list. Oh wait, I want to come up. I want to tell you about the wide receivers with the hardest playoff. Oh yeah, matchup, the hardest. So let's go. Beware, uh, the, the Panthers, uh, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Then you have uh, Seahawks, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Atlanta, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. So you got a lot of studs that have very very bad playoff matchups. I want to say these studs are actually matchup proof. Julio Jones, his whole career has been matchup proof. It doesn't matter. It's true. It's um, true. DK Metcalf is going to be matchup proof. DK Metcalf is going to be a number one draft pick next year, not one on one. He's going to be in the first round. Any human that looks like DJ Metcalf, <laughs> DK, DK Metcalf, they're matchup proof. And I think there's only one in the same DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Like, pretty soon, like there's this um, picture going around where. Yeah. Have you seen this on Twitter and on Instagram where. Everyone's talking about DK Metcalf, and someone said, "Like, don't talk about DK Metcalf as matchup proof, or don't talk about DK Metcalf is uncoverable, or whatever the meme says." Until this happens, and it shows Calvin Johnson covered by two people, like literally on the line, they're pressing two people are pressing Calvin Johnson. I got that picture is hilarious to me. Calvin Johnson's the ultimate. Oh, man, it's awesome. It's it's going around everywhere right now, and uh, yeah, DK reminds me of that, like just dominant, and I think he's going to grow yeah. into that. Like, do you think he's just way too big? You think he's going to be a first round pick next year? Like, if you're drafting next year, how high does he go? Like, Devontae Adams, Hopkins, DK Metcalf? Into the the first round, start of the second round ish. Yeah, I would go there. Like, Michael Thomas is going to drop. We know this because that's the trends. He sucked this year. He's been hurt. So he's going to drop into the second round. DK's going to rise up. He's been amazing this year. But let's, let's go to your tight end. Yeah, just a little bonus. I know with the tight end landscape is is pretty barren right now, and you have who you have, and you don't have who you don't have. I get it, but Noah Fant in the just the final two weeks, the, the those championship weeks there, he's got Buffalo, who three tight ends have scored over twenty points on Buffalo. Buffalo was like a tight end dream come true, and those tight ends aren't they weren't anyone good. It was Jason Witten and someone else. Like it's they were terrible tight ends, so. Noah Fant, who's heating up right now, finally looking 100%. Noah Fant, Buffalo, and then the Chargers. It's the number one easiest in Week 15 and 16. I would go after Noah Fant. In one of my leagues, he was dropped. If, if you can get him, get him. Give me a tight end that you hate. Do you have one? I do. Uh, tight, tight end that I hate for the playoffs? Yeah, I do. Ooh. Um, hmm. No, I don't really have... Uh, Johnny, maybe? Johnny? No. Yeah, Johnny doesn't have the easiest tight end schedule. Um, looks about like the Kent Cardiff. Really? I got. I one. don't know. Let yeah. me get, let me give one out. Uh, Dallas yeah. Goddard and Ertz. trash bag. Carson Wentz sucks. It doesn't matter who they play. There's no matchup that they're going to be good in. You <laughs> saw it happen against Dallas, where everyone was. He was supposed to be the best. He was trash. It doesn't matter that Dallas Goddard gets New Orleans, Arizona, and Dallas weeks. Oh, we already know week sixteen he's playing Dallas. Carson Wentz is going to turn the ball over eight <laughs> times. So, <laughs> the whole Eagles offense, trash. Don't do it, man. Sell, oh, sell them all. 
Sell them all. Uh, I should have seen this comment. I should have seen this comment. Yeah, what a... Uh, you know what sucks? When you go into a matchup on Sunday Night Football and you have like a 75% chance on your stupid little Yahoo app, 75% chance to win, and you know you're going to win. It's You have three players to his one, and Carson Wentz, Dallas Goddard can't even score eight points combined. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. All right, let's go right into our starts and sits of the week. Dave, you talked a lot. I'm going to make you talk some more. Give me your start of the week. My start of the week is Mr. Justin Jackson. Listen, I know this backfield has been a little New england S. It's a little bit of a headache lately. Everyone's all mixed in. We've got Josh Kelly eating in the touches. Then last week, you see Twinane Pope come out of nowhere, join the mix. Despite all that, <laughs> I'm still in, <laughs> right? Like I was like, who is this guy? He wasn't even addable on Yahoo League. Did Yahoo you didn't get- have him. Did you get a text from someone in our league that said, hey, I want to add somebody, but he's not on Yahoo. And I said, who is he? He goes, I said, oh, you probably can't add him right now because it's it's Sunday and the games are going on. He goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, but I can't even find him. I said, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out later. He goes, he just ran for like a 30-yard touchdown or something. I don't know what it was. And I'm like, is it Pope? Yeah. You're trying to find Pope? Like I just, nobody knew who he was. Stupid. Yeah, nobody. He came out, he looked decent, but no, I'm, he actually got hurt that game myself for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I'm still on the Justin Jackson train this week against the Las Vegas Raiders. If we're being honest, just from eye tests and obvious tests, he's, Justin Jackson's clearly the best running back on the team. I hate to say it because I was a huge Josh Kelly fan, but not looking so good for Josh Kelly. Uh, Justin Jackson's a better runner. He's a better pass catcher. He's had at least five targets in the past three games in a row. And he saw more carries last week. 17 than he's had in a single game all year. So right now is the peak time for some Justin Jackson. Raiders are giving up the six most fantasy points to the running back position. But if you look, they're kind of good at stopping running backs between the tackles in their past matchups. It's always pass catching backs that absolutely kill them. Rex Burkhead, for example. Rex Burkhead dropped 35 fantasy points up. The pass catching backs light it up against them. Fire up Justin Jackson and let it ride, baby. Oh, I love that, man. My start of the week is a guy playing Atlanta. It seems like I pick a guy against Atlanta every single week, but it's Jerry Judy this time. We just spoke about him on the last episode where me and Dave both said we have not seen this guy flash. We've seen all these rookies flash, except for the consensus number one receiver coming out of the draft. He was supposed to be the most pro-ready guy. He was supposed to be the next Julio Jones. This was all said. This was all what Mel Kuyper said, and he hasn't been Mm -hmm. that, and it's sad. But the Atlanta Falcons allow 212 yards per game to wide receivers. They allow 27.5 points per game to wide receivers. Jerry Judy averages 9.3. So if he already averages 9.3, I think he's going to get a little more bump against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons allow 10.1 yards per target. Not per catch, per target. That's just idiotic. That's just dumb. Jerry Judy should be covered by A.J. Terrell all game. And he's probably the worst cornerback in the league, giving up 15.4 fantasy points to receiver he covers. Uh, Jerry Judy has a prime matchup, and I think if he can't get it done this week against this defense, he's just not the guy we thought he was. So I fire up Jerry Judy, fire him up, start him, let's go. We want to see what he can do. I want to continue this this trend. I, I went with Justin Jackson. You went with Jerry Judy. Is there any more JJ's? You know, who, can we, is Julio Jones going to be the next one? Can we get more JJ's in there? I like this. I'm not sitting Julio Jones ever in my life. 
But can we say but, that? Um, um, can we say that Jerry Judy has a plus matchup? So it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. This this will be a huge uh, test for Jerry Judy. And you said he's playing the Falcons, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see real Julio Jones take on the next prototype Julio Jones. Right. And Tim, Tim Patrick's not 100% right now, like we talked about earlier. And Drew Locke loves to throw the ball downfield. We all know he's not afraid to launch it. So I think this will be a big week for him. We hope. We can only hope. All right, who are you sitting this week? And you're legitimately sitting this guy, right? Yeah, well, yeah. We, we Like you talked about earlier with Carson Wentz, Big Ben gets to play the Cowboys this week. And I know it's a plus matchup. But what do we know about plus matchups? They're not real. Not real. No. It's, this, in this case, I mean, it's easy to look at this juicy Dallas matchup, start drooling, but beware. It's a trap. Dallas has scored a total, a total of 22 points the past three games. During those games, QBs threw for 123 yards, 194 yards, and 188 yards. The point is, the Steelers don't need to throw the ball to beat the Cowboys. No one needs to throw the ball to beat the Cowboys. They really don't even have to do much of anything. Kick three field goals, and you're already a higher point total than they've averaged the last three games. Too big of a risk. They could get up big just from the run. If he doesn't get his touchdowns in the first quarter, he's probably not going to get them. I'm not, I'm not taking the bait. It's, it's tempting, but I'm not falling for it. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm not starting Big Ben. He's not. He's not. He's at least not my top twelve, and he hasn't been all year. I haven't been a big Ben guy this year. Especially, I, I'm not yeah. playing anyone against the Cowboys for that reason because you don't need to blow them out. You don't exactly. And I've seen I've seen a lot of people add him this week. I've seen a lot of people have him in their start of the weeks. Like, and I'm just not falling for it. I'm steering clear. Yeah, I'm definitely steering clear. My um, sit of the week is a guy you would think would start. But no, Mike Evans, I'm sitting him against New Orleans. And you know why? Because he's playing Marshawn Lattimore. And we live in Tampa. We've seen this. This is not not like this hasn't been national news until now, until Brady's been on the team. But Lattimore is literally Mike Evans' daddy. He owns him. Mike Evans has not caught a ball on Marshawn Lattimore in th- five games. Five straight games, zero catches. Like that's unbelievable. That's to me, yeah. that's the craziest and- thing I've ever heard. And that's a healthy Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah. That's five straight games, zero catches. Week one, 29 targets. Or not 29. That's a lot of targets. 29 times he got covered by Lattimore. Zero catches, two targets. He shut him down. He's going to keep on shutting him down. He's going to cover him again. He gets in his head. Um, we saw the fight that happened. Remember that fight like two years ago where Jameis was involved? Oh, yeah. Dude, they just don't like each other. They straight up hate each other. And not on top of all this, he's hurt. He's banged up. And he's just, he sucks this year. Let's be honest. He's touchdown dependent. Week one, he had one catch for one touchdown. Yeah, it's funny that they're playing the Saints because everything that you just said is pretty much the same situation that Michael Thomas is in because Thomas is going to go against Carlton Davis. Thomas is 100%, and Thomas gets owned by Carlton Davis. So it's kind of like they're on this, it's like a mirror reverse of the two guys facing each other right now. You know what I mean? Two superstar receivers just not on. Pays for a good game. Yeah. Yep. And we have, and this is this is the same thing with Mike Evans. Terrible all year, but he's had good games because of the touchdowns. But don't expect nothing from Mike yep. Evans this week. I'm actually, I'm literally benching him for other for Danny Amendola. It's a fact. I almost put um, Jonathan Taylor as my fit, but it's just not. I mean, who's really like hyped about Jonathan Taylor? You know what I mean? No one is. 
But you know who is? You know who's hyped about Jonathan Taylor? And you're not in this world yet because you're just new into the fantasy like geek world is the Dynasty Geeks, man. They're hyped. Everyone's buying low. Everyone's selling the house for him because they believe in his talent. To me, he's just Trent Richardson 2.0. Yeah, I was going to ask, what do you feel about him? Because if you're talking about people trading for his talent, I just haven't seen any talent yet this year. He's a uh, poker and plotter. Yeah. He, he doesn't do anything elusive. He takes a hit. It doesn't seem like he can break a tackle. He's not. He's just not looking good. He can't break a tackle. On our last show, we, we broke down the top 12 rookies, and he was number eight for me. In Dynasty drafts. Yeah. But he was consensus one. He was 101. He went 101 in every Dynasty draft I've ever seen. But he's just yeah. not. He's just a run up the middle. He, he can't see the hole. He's not special. He, he's just another Wisconsin running back. And that's just what they do. Yeah. Someday, someday like, these teams will figure this out. Yeah. I like the Mike Evans fit because he's, he's a good player. It was hard for me to find one this week that was like, who do I think is like an actual like stud player, but gonna have a bad week you know what i mean mike evans man done it's gonna be a bit it's gonna suck out there he's gonna get frustrated i expect another big fight or something can you imagine Jameis yeah. on the other i hope Jameis comes in there's rumors like the Jameis comes in because breeze is too hurt to play that'd be so much fun that would be that'd be so much fun it was so much fun to have you on the show man it's good being on um uh, yeah glad to have glad that you have me yeah, man, we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for listening. Um, Davey, I'm going to sign off when you hang up. So I hope we get you right. on the show again Later, sometime. Guys. Later. We'll do. That was my good friend Davey, Davey Lehigh. You can find him on Twitter on It's Davey Baby 813. That's at It's Davey Baby 813. Also on Twitter, you can find me, Josh Kimmel, OUS. You can follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash OUS Fantasy Pod. Facebook, Facebook.com slash OUS Fantasy Pod. If you want to support the show, help us grow. Patreon.com slash OUS Fantasy Pod. We are posting our our Monkey Knife Fight plays on there. We're posting our gambling sessions on there. We're doing everything to help you out on Patreon. We have a couple subscribers, and we love you for it. Thank you so much. Monkey Knife Fight, monkeyknifefight.com. If you want to play these contests that I post on Twitter and on Instagram where we win money, you can use my promo code OUSFF. It helps out the show. It helps out you. It's a win-win. Instant match bonus up to $50. Instant. It's great. It's great times. I love that. I love that website. So for Davey and me, myself, this has been Josh Kimmel. This has been OUS Fantasy Pod. Thank you for listening. We are out. Adios. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or 
Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.